see black and white in a world full of hate being light. Welcome everybody to another edition of Brotherly Love Wrestling Presents Unite. And today on our show, we have none other than Matt Vertigo. Matt, welcome to the show. What's going on, y'all? Thank you for having me. What's that shirt you got going on there, Matt? Oh, this is Nintendo. The Delster, Mike Dell. <laughs> All right. I love a spin on a nice 90s throwback. Yeah, check it out. Check it out. You got to get this. Hmm. Nintendo like 64. <laughs> where, where can we find that fine shirt? Um, Head over to, uh, I think you can, you know what? Go follow Mike Dell on social media. And I'm sure he has his own like way of um, getting the shirts. I was able to get one at a show he was at. Now uh, you got the ends. We don't. <laughs> So basically what we want to start with is we want to talk about some of the, the, the social injustices that have been going on in America right now. That's kind of the, the gear point to this show. And basically we're trying to get other stories and feedback and opinions and uh, like your views on what's going on how it, how it affects you directly, the people around you, what you've seen, what, what you have for maybe possible solutions and basically anything like that so if you if you want to roll with that first and then we'll we'll hop into we'll hop all around pretty much yeah of course definitely i'm all about it so how from what you've seen and everything that's been going on how how has this affected you what is your i i have an idea of what your opinion is but what is your what is your viewpoint is there anything that you'd like to add well, what I would like to say is that, you know, I, I appreciate all the efforts that, um, you know, the protesters have put, you know, out in the streets. You know, they do a lot. Um, they are the negative sides to the protest or the positive sides to the protest. But the point of the protest is to get the word out. And that's exactly what they have done. They have got the word out. Um, you know, it's all over social media. It's all over the news. It's everywhere now. So they did exactly what they needed to do. And when it comes to everything that's going on right now and how it's affecting me personally, um, outside of the COVID stuff, you know, I have a lot of nurses and I have a lot of uh, EMTs in my family. So, you know, that's a whole different thing, you know, with this whole COVID thing that's going on. But as for, you know, the police uh, brutality, side of what's been going on this past few months um you know i just i'm just looking forward to a reform you know i do not believe that the police necessarily need to be defunded but i do believe that there needs to be change on the inside and you know that's pretty much what we want we just want that change now do you see do you see it getting to that point of where it will change are you on the optimistic side of things or Oh, I'm definitely optimistic. Um, one thing that you could say about our generation is that when we hit, when we hit social media, change happens. Um, to, I know this is nowhere near the same magnitude of this situation, but think about when on Family Guy when they knocked off Brian and everyone went to social media and went absolutely ape shit about it they brought that dog back with the quickness because they didn't want to deal with all of the negative, um, you know, ramifications of the actions that they have done. And I think that, you know, obviously 
in a more long-term scenario, I think that's the future. You think taking the social media is going to be the alternative to what they had to do in the past? The so oh, much. Completely. I definitely think that uh, social media is ten times bigger than it ever was, and oh, it's only going to keep growing. And I just believe that you know I, you got to stay positive about these things. Uh, being in a negative mindset is only going to feed negativity. So you have to stay positive and you have to stay optimistic because that's what creates change. Did we lose them? There we go. All right. Um, no, nah, I'm here. I'm here. Okay, good. Uh, now, with the, the social media, the viewpoint on social media, now, I know it can be used for good, but it also acts as kind of like a distraction because there's so much going on in, at one time that it's hard for people to focus and prioritize what's going on. I agree. Definitely so, agree that um, – I'm sorry. You can go ahead. I apologize. No, I, I was just, I'm not trying to look at the pessimistic way of thinking. I'm just trying to look at every side of which of what's going on and think of like, all right, well, this would be great, but this, uh, this is the huge hurdles that we need to get through to make sure that this is the main focus that everyone should have their eyes on and everyone should be contributing to. So, I mean, with what has been going on with the pr police brutality and the social injustices, there has been three or four or five or however many things that pop up alongside that to distract people from what's actually going on. Now, the social media is great if it's used for the right thing. It's just that so many different people have their opinions that you get so much of everything that it's hard to, I mean, we're, I think our generation and the generation below us is there. We're known as the ADD generation. Mm, that's true where we can't focus on one thing at a time. So I think while we have social media at our fingertips, what some people choose to do with it is what hinders it. Now, I completely agree with that. Um, social media is so vast. You know, there's just so many different platforms. There's so many different people having different opinions that you're right. It's very hard to like narrow it down and, have everyone come to like a conclusion like it's very very difficult like i said it's gonna take time but i do believe that the overall result is going to be you know uh it's gonna get to that level of peace i think that that's what we all need to have and get need to get to is to an era of just peace here i am speaking like the avatar <laughs> <But>. <laughs> that's basically what we really need you know we need peace I mean, if you think about it, I mean, how much have movies and music have inspired a, a, every different culture? I mean, what the only thing that it hasn't done is inspired the piece that you're speaking of. I mean, it's inspired so much other. It, it, it can sway your viewpoint just like that. And the only thing that it hasn't done yet is, is get us to a point of where, look, we can all get along. We can. It's, we can. It's, it's possible. It's more than possible. It's just the, the different mindsets and the um, old school train of thought of where things should never change because change is bad and we're afraid of change. And then you have 
the, our generation and the generations below us that have more of an open mindset and a mindset of where it's almost as if we're not patient with what we want, but we're very diligent on how we want to get there. So, I mean, it's kind of like a clash of train of thoughts, but it's possible. It's possible to get to that point. It's just a matter of when and ultimately how. I personally believe that um, with, you know, with social media and because everyone is being able to mix in a certain way that we are going to get that change because, I mean, let's be real, you know, racism is something that's taught, you know? Yes, absolutely. The more that, and with the generation, that's one thing I love about the generation that I'm in is that racism, in my opinion, is still like, it's getting less and less because the the people who, you know, the older generation who was extremely racist is starting to leave, you know, so to speak. So now that this younger generation is, is, is being brought up in this, you know, information and technology era that we live in, it's going to be a lot easier for us to find that peace because there's more people at peace than there are more people at war. So, you know, I think that over time, maybe even give it, you know, 20 years, we're going to see, it's going to be completely different. I believe. You think 20 years is too long or do you think 20, 20 years is more realistic than anything? I think that 20 years is definitely more realistic than anything because like I said, like, you know, there are very, very racist 60 year olds, you know, that are, that are going to need time to kind of like, understand this generation a lot of the old generation don't really understand our generation you know even as some people as as loving and understanding as my parents there's still a disconnect there a little bit you know there's still that oh you know why are you playing games all the time oh why are you doing this all the time oh you know so there's still going to be that disconnect between us and the older generation but i think that as because our generation really mastered the like idea of the internet and social media and they're not going to go away anytime soon. I think social media is something that's here to stay for as long as we can even imagine thousands of years. Who knows? I think social media is here to stay. And with it being here to stay, so are, so is our ideas and our goals and our desires. That's not really going to go away. So I do think that 20 years or so, we're going to see change. Maybe even five years we'll see it. But I think that it'll come to like a point where we can actually feel it within the next maybe 10, 20 years. It's starting to get to a point of where what used to be a normal mentality is starting to become intolerable in the fact that, yeah, this has happened years and years and years ago, and it's happening still today, but now it seems like it's not so much the norm. It's not, it's not agreed upon as much as it used to be. It's, exactly. more of, it's more of a, when you see it, more people are more, more people are, have the mindset of, wow, this is ridiculous, rather than, well, good for them. They're, do- they're only doing their job. There's a lot less of their, they're only doing their jobs than there is of, of people going, this isn't right. This isn't, this isn't even humane. This isn't, how is this normal in our society? There's more people that I believe think like that, maybe not the mo- vocal majority, but I still think that it is the majority that see that, and they're like, this isn't right. It's exactly. a matter of getting. It's a matter of getting those people 
the people with the lower voices to get to a higher pitch to drown out the more vocal, well, he's, they're only doing their job and the, the blue lives matter and all that and the all lives matter people. It's, we need the, the less vocal to step up. I agree, definitely. Um, I think that if more people step up and more people are vocal, then that's going to initiate more change. Um, you know, I, I also have family that are officers. You know, I also have friends that are officers. So I definitely, I, I'm not really a huge supporter of Blue Lives Matter just because, in, you know, in my opinion, I believe that, you know, it's an it's a occupation. So if there's like a Blue Lives Matter, then why isn't there like a Red Lives Matter for firefighters? Why isn't there, you know, I, I could keep going on and on. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, but um, to get back on track, you know, every everyone's lives should matter. You know, we all matter. Like, and that's what we need to get to. That's the reason why there's this Black Lives Matter movement. You know, a lot of people believe that, you know, Black Lives Matter has an only on top of it. And that's not the case. You know, that's, what, that's the one mistake that I feel like people are not understanding when it comes to Black Lives Matter is they think that it's it that only. No, we want everyone to matter. We want love for everybody. I love every single race. I love every single people person on this planet. Like, it's just, it's difficult, you know? It's, it's a selfishness on the other end of where, well, they're only saying that their lives matter when they're just being thick-headed and, and selfish. So they have to throw out the, no, 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 all lives matter. Yeah, we know that. We know that. that. We know that already. But it's the people that are going through turmoil right now that need it the most at this point. We're not, we're doing okay, the white people. We're doing perfectly fine. I mean, there's a lot of fucked up ones out there. But as a race, we're not, we're not experiencing any of this. We're, we're merely witnessing and acting upon what we think is right. Some people, what they think is right is different than what I think is right. I of think course. it's it's just that it gets to a point of where the thought processes of of the way people and their it's just selfishness. It's just it's the only thing I can think of is just selfishness on their part to to need to chime in for this. They don't know what they don't know what you're going through. They they don't they don't live it. So to come out and say something like that, it's ignorant. I mean, like I said, like, you know, it, it, co it goes both ways. You know, I always say like, you know, every single race could be racist. Every single race could be evil. Every single race could be loving and kind. So it really does go all ways in every single angle. So if you're not supporting Black Lives Matter, then it's like, then what are you truly supporting? If, if you're going to say, you know, all lives matter, I completely understand. Like you said, we all get that. All lives need to matter for sure. Every life needs to matter. But right now with the police brutality that's going on, that's the focal point right now. That's the focus. So we need to stay focused. Not only that, people don't, people tend to live in the moment and they don't tend to, to think outside the box and think of the big picture. And I think that stifles a lot of people in their mindset of like, oh, this is just happening now, but all lives matter. But look, for all lives matter, black lives have to matter and they have to continue to matter. And that's what people, they don't see the big picture of what this is, what this is representing. This, is a, this isn't, this isn't just, uh, oh yeah, all lives matter type thing. Yes. It, 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 it can only happen if 
you support Black Lives Matter. That's the only way that the second part works. Exactly. You have to support all lives. Hashtag Asian Lives Matter. Hashtag Hispanic Lives Matter. Hashtag Black Lives Matter. Hashtag White Lives Matter. All of it needs to matter. But if you take out that Black Lives Matter and there's only those three, then all lives don't matter to you. So exactly. Every, every hashtag race lives matter needs to matter. That's the point. They're, they're fighting against something that is it shouldn't be an argument. It's their, no, their, it should their just argument, be okay and understanding. It's just, yeah, like, look, this is, this is something that needs to be said. This is something that is important to chime in with a counter argument to something that shouldn't have a counter argument to it is just ridiculous. Yeah, it is. You, you, there, there should be no counter argument. We should all be, you know, understanding but that's where it comes like everyone's going to have a different opinion everyone's going to have a different idea and that's that negative side of social media that you were talking about is because you will have that side that's going to argue there will always be an argument to anything like you can seriously go on social media and say i absolutely love my girlfriend and someone will argue <laughs> there'll be one person that's going to that's going to go into your dms and argue that it's Even probably going to be an X. Argument. So <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's crazy. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna tie this in, and we're gonna we're gonna tie this into wrestling because I think this is besides the actual physical watching of wrestling and the the in ring wrestling, like the physical. I think social media and wrestling is probably the most important thing especially now when there's not a lot, there's no live shows or very, very few live yeah. shows. Both you're pretty things. much, you're watching, you're watching kind of a, a sketch show, which is wrestling. And then you have your social media, which is, is, is more of a importance right now because you have people that aren't working as much that need to find a way to reinvent themselves, find a way to get over with the fans, find a way to still be relevant with people and the way to do that to get the eyes on you and to get the buzz is to be on social media. And that's more, it, it's never been like that before. And now you're starting to see more and more people start to try and get the hang of it. Okay. Well, if I, if I go viral, I'm set is kind of the mentality. If I get a large enough following or if I get in with the right group of other wrestlers and kind of ride along with them, I'm set. I can, I can, I can figure this out. And I think that, Social media and wrestling, it, it, it's one of those things that it's a double-edged sword where it's great for the most part, but then it is very, very difficult and negative on the other end. I completely agree. Like, one thing that I can say about social media is that it definitely so far has helped out my career. Um, being on social – actually, just being on Twitter alone, I was really against opening up a Twitter I never really wanted to open up a Twitter. I think I started my Twitter in 2011. I made one post and then never went back on it until like the very tail end of 2019. So I've had a Twitter for eight years and never used it because I just never saw the point. And then uh, referee Ryan T, you know, one thing about referee Ryan T, he's very, very smart. That guy knows exactly what he's talking about. He's very intelligent, loves to help people. And he came to me and he said, dude, you need to get on Twitter. 
Wrestling Lives on Twitter. I That was probably one of the best advice that anyone has given me in 2019-2020 was getting on Twitter. You know, I, I got to meet you guys. I got to meet a whole bunch of other wrestlers, a whole bunch of other people that I've never met before, uh, fans that have reached out to me that I've never thought that I would meet. You know, social media is fantastic, but you, you make one wrong post and it all comes crashing down. So you really do need to watch what you say and watch what you do on social media as well. Yeah, because as much as you think, like, even when I, I – and I'll post some ridiculous shit and, and, and not even think twice about it just because I think, I think it's funny. And, and what I think that social media is is – like, I'll think in my head, I was, I'll be like, this is gold. Everyone will love it. And I'll put it out and crickets. The Twitter crickets will come out and nothing will happen. I think you need to, ha- you need to be smart in the mindset. Like, you need to get into a, everyone's mindset. Be like, okay, what's hot right now? What can I say to get myself over or get us over in that? Because it's like little hot streaks. Like, there will be something that's popular. You get on that hot streak and you ride that. It's crazy how much you actually have to keep up with it just to stay in the know and, and make sure it's almost, it's like, fuck, it's like high school. Twitter is high school. Yeah, it's like high school and a full time job, just kind of like throwing yeah. it together. Because you come in with, I don't know, you come in with like Nike Air Maxes one day at, in school. And then two weeks from now, they're not the hot shoe anymore. Everyone's rocking Adidas's or something like that. And you're like, well, when the hell did this happen? Because you didn't talk to anyone about it. You didn't follow everyone else's lead. Like, that's exactly what social media is. I like, agree. There's a trendsetter. With, and then there's the people that latch onto that trend and become popular with it. It's freaking high school. And I never understood that in high school. And that's why I still don't understand it now. <laughs> Yeah, it's difficult. You really got to be on your toes. You got to be ready because at any moment, something can happen and you should jump on it. And you'll never know if you're not paying attention. I'm on Twitter every day, multiple times a day, just so that I know I'm not missing anything. Whenever there's a live show, like uh, over the weekend, we had Beyond and GCW. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant shows. Mm -hmm. You know, I was on Twitter for almost the whole day. You know, and that's what you really need to do. You need to stay focused and jump on these shows. Even if you're not on the show, I I have nothing to do with Beyond and GCW in a wrestling professional way. You know, I'm just a huge fan of their stuff right now, and I'm all over it. And you're you're in the business, so being in the know with that company that I'm sure you'd like to do work for at some point. Sure, I'd love to work with Beyond and GCW. Those they're the the two top independent promotions going right now. I I consider them one and one A, at least for East Coast. They would be East Coast, yeah. They would be one and one A for independent wrestling. I mean, you'd be crazy to not put that as one of your goals to get to. So to follow and then you follow their people and, and you talk to some of the other wrestlers and then you have an in and then that's and that's all through like social media. Mm-hmm. basically 100 percent. you got to be on top of it on social media you got to be um messaging the right people you have to be tagging the right people you can get on like chase um his last name but he was able to get on gcw by tagging brett lauderdale the owner and and just um putting out his media non-stop non-stop 
and he got on GCW. So, and I'm very proud of him, you know. Dude is a fantastic worker, fantastic wrestler. So, you know, if he can do it, anyone can do it. You just really got to put your mind to it. You just really got to stay focused. That's the number one idea. Stay focused. Don't quit. Now, if you – now, when you put out – your stuff do you tag the right do you tag certain people that you want like who are you trying to get noticed by right now right now i'm trying to get noticed by anybody and everybody i, I want to be all over the place um pretty much right now the goal the, the my like short-term goal i'm really trying to heavily get on this gcw um i wanted to bring uh, my fight with ktb to gcw i think that that would be an excellent uh, way to bring me into GCW, just like it was a way to bring me into uh, Synergy Pro Wrestling. So I'm I'm going after that. I'm going after GCW, bro. Smart choice. I think with the way I think with your your style is kind of like a hybrid style. I mean, you do a little bit of everything. You got a lot of a lot of ups. I mean, some of the shit you do is wild, and I think that fits in with their their style they kind of they run like they call them the what outlaw mud show or whatever <laughs> it is so it's kind of like every different style they mash in there and they find a way to mesh it so it's more than reasonable at this point and with working in shows that run in that same area like you said synergy i know i've seen you at pizza party oh, so i love pizza party definitely I, I can't wait for them to start running shows again. I love Pizza Party Wrestling. Probably, what did we go to? Two of the shows, yeah. Larry? Yeah. Two of the shows? Yeah. And two of the two of the funnest shows I think I went to because of the different matchups that they put together. They were, they were definitely, they were trying, they knew the demographic that they wanted. It was, a, and they have a fun gimmick. I like their, their, their company so gimmick. It works. It's, it's so good. Who doesn't love a pizza party, dude? It is. It's Everyone fun. loves a pizza party. It's fun, and you see, and you're like, okay. You get the mindset of like, okay, it's going to be more geared towards kids, but then you see the matchups that they had, and you're like, well, shit, I'm not a kid anymore, and this still appeals to me, too. And it's still a dope, right? Love yeah. it. I mean, hardcore wrestling fans can pretty much latch on to almost any – any live show that they that they go to but i mean when you see a match card beforehand you're like wow like everyone's a banger and that's actually where we first saw you i believe was pizza party wrestling nice it was the one that was at the wrestle factory yeah i think it's the one we sponsored yeah 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 at the wrestle factory for sure mm -hmm. and you know what was interesting that we walked in and you were one of the first people that we saw too, and you came up to us and you shook our hands and you made us feel important to be there, which I never, cause my mindset is always, they're the talent. We're just some stupid podcast guys. I mean, we're not on their level. So why would they go out of their way to introduce themselves? Like that's always been my mindset. Then when you came and you, you introduced yourself and you shook our hands, I was taken back. I was like, wow, this is like, it said a lot. No, I'm glad. I'm glad that I was able to make a good first impression with you guys. No, you, you really did. And you put and you kind of put my mind at ease going in there. I was like, well, we're just going to be outcasts. And it, was, it wasn't like that. And, and I think Pizza Party, Dan's, Dan's great. Dan is and great. He made, he made us feel welcome as well. He made sure we were all taken care of and set up. I mean, it, it, 
it was a different thing. It was one of our first ones that we actually sponsored as well. It was, yeah. It was a fun experience. I'm glad you had I'm glad you guys had fun. That's what PZ Party Wrestling is all about. Having fun and just making good relationships. It it really is. I love like everyone that works there. It's a fantastic place. Now with Synergy, because we've talked to Colin as well at Synergy, and and we know his reputation and whatnot. How he's 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 a good promoter. He treats his he treats his talent right. And the same with Dan. I mean, I can't speak for every promoter, but is that is that the type of company that that you're kind of latching onto? The ones where you you can build a relationship with the promoter, they'll listen to your ideas, and do you find yourself? Is it hard to find promotions like that? Um, I wouldn't necessarily say it's difficult to find a promotion like that because you can build a relationship with pretty much anybody. It just has to do with your personality and how you talk to people and how you conduct yourself with people. Like, for example, like you said, I was able to walk up to you guys, introduce myself, you know, but thank you for coming. You know, that, that's kind of my personality. It's always been that. Uh, it's never anything that's forced. So I think that I can make a good i can make good relationships with pretty much anybody that has like a positive vibe to them you know um but definitely synergy and pizza party those are definitely two promotions with very good promoters that want to help their talent that want to bring in the best talent and put on the best shows with the best quality you know so i'm all about those types of promotions is bringing in good people and running great fun shows so you brought up, you were saying about GCW, and that seems to be your ultimate goal right now. Sure. Uh, what what other promotions, like aside from GCW, do you look at as tops? That I mean, you said Beyond, of course, as well. But, um, um, yeah. I think a C4 in Canada, you know, obviously, you know, New Japan. I don't, I'd always have wanted mm-hmm. to go to Japan and wrestle there. Um there's a couple of others that I really wanted to do. But right now, I'm telling you, the, the, the main focus that I'm getting to is GCW. I, I promise you I'm getting in GCW. And I'm kicking Tony Depp in. I'm kicking AJ Gray. I'm, I'm going after all of them. Like I, I'm, I'm excited and I'm focused and I'm ready for it. You mentioned Tony Depp and how he kind of – went from just uh kind of like an all every man like all around to becoming more of an independent household name and i saw i saw actually i saw a clip on social media that someone tagged you in where it was you versus tony deppin versus lee moriarty mm-hmm. in a triple threat match now you have now you see lee and you see tony and you see where they're getting to they're starting to get more recognition now do you feel like you're next do you feel like if you can continue to have matches with these people that have started to build a name for themselves, that you will eventually get to that point. Oh, 100%. Um, you know, and I have the help, you know, I have the help of, you know, Tony Deppin's always giving me some really good advice to do is very intelligent, very smart, very helpful. Um, and with people like that behind you and being able to help you and help, you know, also push your media, your social media, uh, anything is really possible. You know, like you said, you can go viral overnight. You can post something and everyone shares it and the views just pile up and you go viral overnight. 
but what really started like what really started that like rise for me was pizza party uh pizza party was heavy on social media so being get, getting uh, excuse me being a part of like that first few set of shows that pizza party ran really like jump started it for me and you know a lot of those uh, matches that i'm putting up now are matches that people haven't seen before because people weren't really looking for matt vertigo stuff you know they weren't looking for matt vertigo matches or anything so like even me versus um lee and deppin that was almost two years ago yeah think about it i i just saw i didn't know about it and i just saw it now but i know all three of you and i know the wrestling that you guys do so i i'm like what well, i immediately was like oh I gotta watch this. Yeah, watch this no, it's like you got. It's like a must-see match at that. You know, you gotta check it out with Lee doing incredible things right now. Absolutely incredible things. I'm so proud to see that. You know, people are starting to catch on to how talented this dude is. He's been talented for a while, so he's I'm being, happy. For him. He's being deemed one of the best wrestlers in independent wrestling right now in the world. He is. If you get being deemed, he is. He's fantastic. The dude can go for a quite a long time. He has the strength and the ability and the charisma. The dude is great. I won't be surprised if some really big promotion picks him up outside of GCW. That, that already happened. But like yeah. television wise, I won't be surprised if he ends up on or you know an impact or a, I won't be surprised. And I know when people used to hear like impact, they're like, well, it's only impact, but impact has completely like revamped their whole roster and has completely resuscitated its wrestling. I mean, with the young talent the, and they're bringing in young indie talent. I mean, if you look at the, the rascals that are there now and they, they bring a completely different style. Ace Austin, who also is one of the, was one of the top nice. indie guys. So like it's it become and they have their big names too. They have really big names. I mean, they have Gals and Anderson. They have Motor City Machine Guns now. They have EC3 back. Apparently, they got huge names. So if you can mix in those independent talents and get them the exposure against big names, it's sky's the limit after that. I mean, that's pretty much what starts it. If you really think about it, if you take if if you know we put this in WWE terms, regardless, if you take NXT and you bring up a couple of guys, and you just bring them to Raw one night, it all of a sudden becomes a must-see Raw because you know they're going to mix the NXT guys with the veteran guys, and you know that's going to be must-see. So if you think about it in other ways, like imagine seeing uh, like like Alex Zane versus, I don't know, um, Hernandez or something on Impact. To me, that's going to be must-see. I got to check this out. Alex Zane's on Impact? He's facing who? I got to check this out. It becomes must see. So the impact is definitely doing the right things right now, one hundred percent. And you know, you said it's just impact, but I mean that's still a huge milestone on your resume for any wrestler that's on an in the independent scene. Any wrestler gets signed to impact, that's going to be a huge deal for them. So it's not just impact. You know, it's I mean, look, it's impact. I'm on impact. Like it's huge. Look at Chris Bay right now. Was yeah, seriously. Look at Chris Bay. Like it's it's. It's a big opportunity for indie guys, so I I would always you know don't ever turn down an opportunity. That's that that's my motto. Always take an opportunity. Always roll with it, a hundred percent. If nothing else, it always seems to be a learning experience. 
Of course. If, if it doesn't go your way, you've learned something either whether to do better or something not to do in that experience. 100%. You got to take it as a learning experience. Learning experiences are some of the best experiences. I've had my super fair share of learning experiences and it's only gotten me better. And it's only gotten me stronger. And it's only pushed me further and pushed me harder. So I welcome in those experiences. Speaking of going harder, you recently, you had a match and you posted a, a clip from that match where you did, um, you're going to have to help me with what you did. It was a tope. <laughs> uh, the corkscrew over the top. Yeah. And I thought, now I don't know what you thought, but I'm intrigued to hear it. I thought as soon as I saw that, I was like, this is going to be the next viral clip. I mean, this was so cool. And this is, this is the trend that you're seeing people do like, crazy maneuvers and they're putting it out and people are seeing it and it's like i've never seen that before i thought that that was going to be the next one i thought that was going to be the next alex zane the next blake christian type pop on the internet now what did you think after after you after you did it one and then after you put it out to everyone to see um so for one i i didn't even notice that the footage got out there because i was so overwhelmed um, from the aftermath of that match that I wasn't even really on social media at the time. I was paying attention to the show. I was talking to KTB, you know, um, Sonny Kiss, one of my best friends in the business ended up coming through. So I was having good conversation with him after the match. It wasn't until I got home and I went on Twitter that I was like, oh, snap, there's all this. It's everywhere. I was like, oh, whoa. Like I was, <laughs> I was heavily into the tw Twitter so I actually did not really know that clips were really being posted live. Like it was the first time that I experienced, like as I did a move within five minutes, someone's posting a clip or a GIF of it. That, you know, that was definitely a first for me, but you know, with guys like Alex Zane and Blake Christian pretty much doing some of the absolute craziest shit that you could possibly think of, you know, that's the target right now. That's the target. The, the audience is targeted on them. So it is going to be a little bit more difficult for other guys to do similar stuff and be noticed because they're going to, right now, with everyone having their, you know, everyone has that short term memory. Alex Zane is the name that pops into your head when you think of crazy, dumb flip. <laughs> That's the name. So, you know, over gotta, now. hmm? For over a year now, since that 6.30 sent on through the door. The 6.30. The 6.30 was so crazy that I even posted it the other day. Sports Center posted it on their Snapchat like five days ago. That's yeah. how crazy that clip was. Like, you got to do something crazy. Now, what does, that, what does that put your mindset at? Do you Now, does that put you as a, I got to do, do you, are you constantly thinking of ways to become like that next big thing? Of course. And every, every wrestler should be constantly thinking of ways to become the next big thing. Uh, that's the goal. So you have to keep thinking of that. Like, even if you're not a wrestler, say you're a YouTuber, if your goal is not to become the next viral sensation, then, you know, why are you being, what are you really doing as a YouTuber? You know, you want to go viral. So definitely, I'm always thinking of ways to, you know, excite the audience and excite the uh, people online. You know, I, I I, and I'm very thankful for the fans that, you know, push my content and support my, my content. I, I'm very thankful for you guys. 
Now, what is your, what is your, like, what are your steps in your mind to getting to that place? Like, what do you think you have to do? Honestly, you have to just not quit. You have to keep pushing. You have to keep working out, building on your personality out of the ring in order to build on your personality inside of the ring. You need to just, and also in reality, it also depends on the match. You know, it depends on your opponent. You know, and you're very, very comfortable with your opponent like I was with Kyle. I've known Kyle for 15 years, you know. So, when you're, and I'm very comfortable around him. We didn't really need to really talk too much. We went out there. We beat the hell out of each other, and it was great. And, you know, when we got into the back, you know, one of my favorite moments from that show is when I got into the back, Kyle came over, and he said, dude, you did it. He gave me a high five. And he handed me a beer. <laughs> and that was like, that's the ultimate. I'm never gonna remember that. I'm never gonna excuse me. I'm never gonna forget that. That was amazing. That's like the stone cold sign of respect. That's the hot highest honor in wrestling. It is. It really is. So Kyle definitely made gave me the highest honor in wrestling for sure at that moment. So Matt, now, uh, go ahead. Okay, so. Uh, you talked about like when you were getting those opportunities and, and wrestling Kyle and stuff like that. Do you ever, when you're, when you're trying to stick, stick out and make those moments, you think you have to walk like a thin line between doing that and maybe overdoing it to try and do that and then doing something and maybe either hurting yourself or messing up a spot in a match to try and like overcompensate for that moment? Um, no, because I don't, I, the way I wrestle, you know, you don't necessarily want to be afraid to do anything. Like I'm very open to pretty much anything that I believe won't end my career. I'm, I'm pretty open to stuff like that. Um, I could, I, I could even think back to like 2014 or 15, I was wrestling against Ron Mathis and he, he wanted to do a top rope tombstone and I wasn't about it, but when, you know, it came time to go out in that curtain and put on a show, I told him, let's do this. Like I'm ready to do this. And I, I'll even post the clip of it later on my um, Twitter, you know, go check me out on Twitter. But uh, yeah, like I'm, I'm pretty much open to anything, but you do have to understand that anything you do, can end up going the bad way but that's why I stay positive I, I stay positive all the time and it's been working for me I can literally say that I have not experienced a major injury uh the most that happened was um you know I hurt my rotator cuff I had to go through several months of uh therapy but outside of that I've pretty much been able to give every single match my all stay positive through the whole entire thing pray about it and come out on the other side feeling, you know, perfectly fine. It's almost like you can't have your negative thought process kick in when you're about to do something dangerous because if you're thinking negative, negatively, something negative will happen. But if you think exactly. positively, you're more inclined to do something positive. Of course, you got to keep that energy. Number, that's the number one energy that I feel like if everyone kept all the time, so much negative stuff wouldn't be happening in the world right now. If you, keep, if you literally kept that 
positive energy and everyone is able to feel that, which I'm glad you guys were able to feel when you, when I met you, you know, you're able to feel that positive energy coming from me. And a lot of people are able to feel that, you know, especially when I'm in a locker room and I'm talking to people and I'm meeting people for the first time, they feel it. So, you know, I'm, I'm just grateful for, you know, the person that I've become over the years and, you know, I'm going to continue to remain positive no matter what, no matter what. I wanted to touch on a kind of a, a lost art in wrestling and, and what you do to prepare or, or do you train in this at all? And that's promo work. It's because you don't really get to see a lot of promo work from the majority of the independent scene, unless you're running with a company that works with like beyond wrestling does a lot of backstage stuff and they have a lot of people that'll grab the mic and cut a promo in the middle of the ring and they'll do it naturally. Now, are promos something that you feel like you need to work on or do you work on them and have, do you get live mic opportunities when you're at shows? I definitely believe that you need to work on your promos. Everyone should be working on their promos. I work on my promos maybe about four to five times a week. I'm talking, I mean, you know, I do it naturally. Sometimes I'm in the car and I'm driving somewhere and I'm cutting a promo. Sometimes I'm, you know, at my friend's house and I go to the bathroom and I'm cutting a promo in his, in his mirror. Like it kind of just happens. Like I'm very, it's very natural about it. And you took one of the best pisses of your life. Like you seriously. Out of yourself. God damn it. 100%. Like you need to, you really do need to practice. Practice makes perfect. And anyone who's not practicing is not going to be able to perfect it. Um, but everyone needs to learn, you know, and the learning is never going to stop. That's one thing I love about wrestling is that it's endless amounts of information. There's never going to be, okay, I understand all of it and I don't need to learn anymore. You're going to be in your fifties, sixties, and you're going to be learning more about the business. Like it's ever changing and you're going to keep learning. So if you stop learning and you stop practicing, then you're pretty much, you know, you're going to lose out on a ton of information. I mean, if you kind of think about it, we run like a, almost a, a promo show. I mean, this is basically one big promo. You're, promo you're promoting. <laughs> I mean, very it. naturally, but yeah, you're right. You're, you're completely right. You know, I'll get my glasses. We can cut a promo right now. You want to start cutting promos? <laughs> hey, man, you got, the, you got an open mic right now. If you want to cut a promo, you can. But it's kind of like it, it's the naturalness that – that resonates the most with the fans, the people that come off natural. And when they see this and you're, and you're basically in your natural habitat and you're, you're coming off natural, people seem to resonate with that better than, because people are smart. They know when you're being fake, they know when you're trying too hard, when you're natural and you're just letting it flow, people seem to be like, huh, well, that was good. I, I understood everything that, that that person was trying to say. I, I understand. I like, I can, I could feel that. Of course, you comprehend it more when it's natural. Completely agree. Matt? So, yeah, Matt, uh, coming up now, uh, and obviously with this past weekend, GCW doing the outdoor and beyond as well, doing outdoor events. So, have you? I mean, have you gotten the chance yet, or are you looking forward to doing one of these things? Because now that looks like this is going to be a little bit of our norm for a while with uh, what's going on in our world, but like, is that something that intrigues you with this outdoor matches? Completely. Um, I think that when it comes to outdoor matches, you got to push yourself even harder because you know, you're fighting the elements. You're not just indoors. So I've been preparing for that. You know, I've been running around outside 
for hours. I've been uh, shooting hoops for hours, doing cardio outdoors, you know, in the heat. So when I get the opportunity to work outside, I'm not going to, you know, be put held back by the elements. I'm going to be able to push through it. So I'm prepared. I'm 100% prepared to wrestle outside. Now, did you start your career kind of backyarding? Of, of course. I love I, I loved my uh, backyard wrestling uh, youth. So having an outdoor show, does that bring that back to you? Does that bring back that backyarder feel to it? I mean, depending on the location. I know the boardwalk doesn't really say backyarding, but – I mean, being outside, running a wrestling show, having a bunch of crazy fans around, does it kind of feel like you're, you're back in the backyard? No. I, I, do, I still have to say that that's still two separate different environments. You know, wrestling with your friends and wrestling in front of paid customers, it's still, it's still going to be a completely different environment. Um, but I could definitely see what you're saying, you know, trying to, you know, combine the two. But no, it, it, it really is a completely different feeling. It still, it still has that big fight feel of an indoor show. It's just outside. While as, you know, when you're doing backyard wrestling, there's no real pressure. You know, just go out there, have fun. If you mess up, so what? It won't make the music video. You know, it, it's a whole different atmosphere as for wrestling live in front of fans. No matter what, you kind of got to make sure that you're on your toes, you're doing the right thing, you're respectful, you're a professional, you know, it's a completely different setting. You need to be professional at all times, regardless of the venue. I like that you're saying that because, I mean, I think now more than it has been, people are trying to put the professional back in professional wrestling. Completely. We need that. We definitely need and continue to have more professionals in professional wrestling, for sure. Yeah, because it started to, started to kind of, spiral out of control for a little bit but now i think we're finding out who the real ones are in professional wrestling and they're starting to become household names they're starting to step up they're starting to take their rightful roles finally after paying due after due after due and learning about people that haven't been as professional in this business and have kind of skated by so it's kind of nice to see a changing of the guard a changing of the wrestling culture in general yeah, it's a new era, and with a new era, new guys are going to step up. And the way it's looking right now, this next era of wrestling is going to be absolutely insane. Like, you think about all these big names that are in the independent scene right now showing up on Raw. I mean, if, <laughs> that's going to be one hell of a Raw, if you really think about it. Like, I'm very excited for the future. I, I can't wait to see who's going to pop up on my TV if it's not me. <laughs> popping up on your TV. I can't wait to see who's going to pop up on my TV within the next five years. It's it's incredible. Now, do you think that the independents grow as well? Do you think that this inspires more people to to become professional wrestlers, this generation right now? Of course because it does. It's different in the sense of when we were young and the people that inspired us were the the – Savages, the Stone Colds, the Shawn Michaels, the uh, Rock, uh, Triple H, all those were the names that inspired you to become, or Rob Van Dam, depending on your style of wrestling that you chose to enjoy at that time. There was different people that inspired you. Now it's it's a different era in wrestling, and now it's more of an ability 
in-ring ability heavy inspiration, not so much – because I'll be honest, in wrestling, there isn't really a larger-than-life character. There isn't really anybody that you can market through – now that Cena isn't around that much, that you can market through different avenues. Like, he can take the – the wrestling avenue and bring it to the big screen or bring it to kids television or do anything and anything. I mean, we don't really have that megastar. So to draw people in, you have to be able to be amazing in a different way. 100%. You know, uh, I'm very humble. I'm a very humble guy. I don't really like to, you know, put like put the spotlight on me, but you know, when we talk about inspiring, you know, other wrestlers or inspiring people to become wrestlers. And, you know, I've definitely had my fair share of, you know, guys that's come up to me and after shows or during shows and say, Hey, you're amazing. You know, I, I, I'm want to go to a wrestling school and become a, a professional wrestler just from watching this. So if I, if I am able to feel that and experience that on a low level, I can imagine how many of these other wrestlers are experiencing it on such a high level. You know, so yeah, completely. Uh, wrestling right now, independent wrestling right now, everyone that's paying attention to it is loving it. And with every, with all the controversy that's been going out right now, to see promotions like GCW be able to still run amazing shows and beyond, be able to have that fan base that still wants to come. You know, ICW is another one. They had that um, drive-in a couple of uh, was that a month ago now. No Holds Bar, I believe. No Holds yeah. Bar. The drive-in yeah. was about three weeks ago. And look how many people showed up to that in support and to just love wrestling. Wrestling has so much love right now with the fact that, you know, what's going on in the world and, you know, being able to create that little bit of disconnect with wrestlers and the fans that now that, you know, these shows are starting to pop up, that connect is starting to come back, but in larger waves than we could have even imagined. So I'm very happy to be a professional wrestler in 2020. People have people have been itching for so long, and that's been – I mean, I know for wrestling fans in general, we've been itching for it to come back in some aspect because what's going on right now through your, like, TV wrestling, it's, it's getting to a point of where it's the same thing over and over again, so we were craving something different to see some of our favorite independent talents come back and actually get on TV and pick up exactly where they that, that's the crazy thing is they picked up they were able to stay so relevant on social media that they picked up right where they left off they were gone for three four months and they were able to pick up just like that because i mean independence you're able to do that you're not running a weekly show you can pick up and you can and people will be just as if not more passionate about it exactly that's the reason why like i said guys like lee you know he didn't wrestle for like what, like three, four months, you know, even look at Jordan Oliver. Let's talk about Jordan Oliver. That dude put in work. All right. That, that match he had at Synergy um, this past weekend, dude put in so much work. He worked on his body. He gained so much weight in a good way. And you can see it. You can see how much he put in over these few months. And he's only going to get bigger and better. So, you know, you got to pay – like, all these guys you got to pay attention to because they're going to pop up somewhere. You know, Jordan Oliver is already in, ML, in MLW. Yep. So, yep. just imagine where he can go now that he's put on this extra size. Like, fantastic. The kid's fantastic. 
Yeah, there's gonna be. I mean, there's gonna be a lot of people that are be popping up places for sure because they're starting. They're really starting to get popular, and it's it's great to see. I mean, part of me doesn't want to see people leave the indies because I love it so much, and sometimes it does get watered down. Like, and it happens. And sometimes it does get watered down, and they they they're chained. But on in the realistic side, you have to be happy for them because they're living their dream right now. Correct. They wanted to, they wanted to make it to the next step, and they made it there. And I think that's what a lot of fans don't really voice enough is that look, you're happy for this person. They made it to where they wanted to be. Like, this isn't – this. it wasn't their dream to stay in the independence their whole life. Their their goal was to get the notoriety and get the respect from the fans and their peers to make it to the big leagues, and they do. And people don't really stay happy for them. I won't necessarily say that it's really about the lack of happiness for them. I think it's more about the way that – they're treated while they're gone. I think that's what really gets people upset is when their favorite wrestler, like, for example, take Nakamura. Dude was on fire in New Japan. Everyone was super excited to see him go to the next level. And then when he got here, it was like a slow decline, you know, to where he is now, which, I, you know, I'm, I'm happy that he's still on TV. Right now he's a tag team champions. But, you know, it's still it's not on that level of what it was when he either just entered NXT or just or was uh, you know living the life in New Japan, so I don't think it's really a disconnect between him and the fans. I think it's more of a disconnect between fans and you know the management running things backstage that really starts to derail you know the success that a wrestler sees. I'll do you one better. I one name that always sticks out to me and how they've how the the ball has been dropped, and I'll tie this into marketability and inspiring the younger generation as well, is they had a real-life superhero in Ricochet. Someone with incredible, incredible talents came in hot from the independents, did everything there was to do, made it to NXT, was highlighted as that superhero guy, someone that that kids can resonate with. I mean, what was riding hot at that time? The – spider-man into the spider-verse he was he was basically he was basically him he was spider-man he was a guy that could do anything he could fly and the kids could see that and even the way he dressed he dressed like a superhero completely kids see that and superheroes are one of the hottest topics for kids right now with all the mcu the the marvel universe and anything it's crazy how much that they couldn't have found they couldn't figure that out and they dropped the ball immensely. They had – he could have been huge with the kids. Huge. I completely agree. Could have been – like, I mean, you even say, like, Ricochet. I'm going to even bring it to something even crazier. I think that one of the biggest drop the balls in the past 10 years is Finn Balor. Again, yes. yeah. Dude was like, hot. Like, so hot. It's hotter than you could even imagine hot. Like, dude was doing the best things. But I think that regardless, when it comes to that company, what fails is size. They love their size. It's always always been that way. But if you look at it nowadays, that the way that the world's changing, I mean, there was a reason that they were that size. There was there was a there was a one big reason to why they weren't that why they were that size. And then we started to realize, oh wait, they're dying in their fifties because of what they were doing in their twenties and thirties. 
And now people kind of wised up to that. So the size thing, if they were to make it normal, that size isn't everything, people would adapt to that. People would adapt to that just like they've adapted to everything else in the wrestling world. But I the, the impatience is what is what they don't – because they have to make money. At the end of the day, they have to make money, and they can't be patient enough to sit around for a couple of years while they develop this new ideology that, look, these small guys can do the same things that the big guys do. They can win championships. They can be the big characters. They don't have the luxury of the time because they have to please so many different people that aren't just the fans. I agree. I think one of their main issues is that regardless, they have both. So it's like they have their Brock Lesnar's, their Roman Reigns, their Bobby Lashley's, and then they have their Adam Cole's, you know, so it's difficult to mix them and then create a level of believability. It is a little bit difficult, but they've done it. They've done it so many times. They literally had Daniel Bryan beat three members of Evolution in the same night. <laughs> so that's where there's a little bit of confusion because if they can do it with Daniel Bryan, they could do it with all these other wrestlers that have amazing catchphrases. I mentioned Cole because he does have the boom. He does have the Adam Cole baby that catches on and could catch on. It's, you know, that's the next yes, in my opinion. I think that once the Undisputed Era makes their way to the main roster, hopefully – it's not during this pandemic because that might really mess them up. But when they eventually do get here, which I think they will, with all that they have, they can seriously be a problem. But WWE, you know, the guys backstage also have to believe that. Just like they believed in Daniel Bryan, they have to believe in these other smaller guys and give them the opportunities as well. Yeah. And that's I what years. People forget, but Daniel Bryan's rise, it, it took him getting fired first. Mm -hmm. It took years. It took a long yeah. time for him to get this Yes Movement thing rolling. Yeah, I mean, it took the investment. They were able to make it real. They were able to, to, to find a way to make it real. And it once they – so real. Once they, once they made it that way, people were – they found that people latched onto it. They're like, oh, wait, this is – it always seems to be their authority angle of – the person that is down, they fight the authority. I mean, it's happened so many times, and it'll continue to happen as long as they're able to spin it in a different direction. I mean, have to That's the best way to do it, in my opinion. The best way is to put someone against authority, put them trial after trial after trial. They get knocked down, they get beat up, and then the crowd starts to just desire that person to, you know, go above authority. They desire it. Like, they need it. They crave it. And I think that's what is missing right now in, you know, a WWE is that that authority figure to, you know, set everyone straight and then have that one guy that's just like, no. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's a simple recipe that's worked so many times that it's only a matter of time until they, they, they rehash it. It's going to happen for sure. I definitely see it happening post-pandemic. Because right now they don't have a GM or an authority figure on Raw or SmackDown. And that's not going to last. Once they can get all the talent back and they can go traveling again, it's going to come back. And I think that storyline is definitely something that we're going to be seeing again in the near future. But with who? I, I mean, it's tough to say right now because we've asked this question to a bunch of different guests of who is that next 
the quote unquote next big thing? Who's that next breakout star? Is it, are they even in WWE at this point? It's a tough question, especially right now because nobody, it's harder to set yourself apart when there's no validation from the crowd that's there. Exactly. It's, it's no validation at all. So it's difficult. Yeah. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see when everything does go back to a, a sense of normalcy that we do see someone break away from everyone else and start to become the next possible big draw in wrestling. Who do you think it's going to be? Just curious. It's like, who would you guys put in that spot? I think, I think in AEW, their next big thing of who they're, who the younger generation will, will latch onto is Darby Allen. Oh, for sure. I think that he's already got that. He's already got that like kind of underground fan base with him. But I think, once they portray him as one of these underdog guys that just keeps getting the hell beat out of them, they, they, they know that recipe. We just talked about that recipe. The guy that keeps getting beaten down that ultimately comes back and wins the big one. I think once they do that with him, he will be their, their next big breakout star. In WWE, it's tough. They've had it with so many different other people that I honestly think that given the right opportunity and given – the freedom, I think Big E. I think Big E will be that he's got everything. He's got every single tool imaginable to the fact that how he hasn't had it all yet is beyond baffling. That he's got the ability to get over with the crowd. He pushes merch. He's great on the mic. He's stellar in the ring. He's a big guy that can do fast and quick and – no things that big guys shouldn't be able to do, but he can also throw you around like a rag doll. Exactly, he has it all. He's got it all. He would be my pick for breakout star, and he could easily fight the authority. He could easily be backed up into a corner. I mean, it writes itself. The New Day's kind of on the shelf right now anyway, so it's kind of just him. He can be that next person. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. That, that, I like those answers. What about you, bro? I See, I'm, I'm back and forth, especially with – with WWE because the faith is not there that, that, that they're going to build this. But if I had to pick one guy, I would love it to be Adam Cole because I think everything that Adam Cole has, he's just – his size might be the issue that they're talking about. But in the ring, the guy can go, and he's great on the mic. He seems to be able to get with the audience and lock in immediately he has the the chant like you said so he has everything built up but if just wwe would give him that chance i think hands down adam cole adam cole would be a really good one that's pretty awesome i like that uh pick as well for me i agree with you with the aw with it being darby allen darby allen is something that we haven't seen for a while, you know, so I'm, I'm very excited to see where he's going to go. Like you said, it, it, it takes that one perfect storyline. Maybe it's with Jericho, you know, who really knows, but it takes that one perfect storyline where you just keep getting beat down, beat down, and then you win the big one to really put a guy of his size and stature over. So definitely Darby Allen, but this one for me for WWE is kind of a wild card because I believe he can do it. But will he get the opportunity to? And with this current storyline, I think that if it keeps going until we can get live fans back and then they build it a certain way, it would work out. 
but for me, it's Buddy Murphy. Hmm. Hmm. Buddy Murphy is the man. That dude can go. He puts on fantastic matches every single time. You can't really mention a terrible match he's ever put on. I, I can't even mm-hmm. No, The dude is fantastic. He's on Raw every single week. He's in a big story with Seth Rollins. But when this thing starts to blow over, and you can kind of see – I watch Raw every week. So you can kind of see them planting the seeds when Seth Rollins slapped the shit out of him um, last, uh, this, this Monday night. Mm-hmm. But if they can prolong this, even for like a year, just keep building it over time, I think Murphy can become a huge face. So if you put him and his initial stepping stone is Seth Rollins, which is huge, his first adversary being Seth Rollins, I think his final – his final push on who we would have to work with to become massively over with who they have would be Randy Orton for Randy Orton to win the title. And for him to, because Randy Orton can pull back on any storyline or any person that he's ever worked with. Cause he's a, he's basically a part of the authority. He was, he was in the authority. So he could always, he could always, (laughs) he runs raw. He could always bring back a triple H or bring back anyone Stephanie McMahon, and he, they, they could build – that would have to be his final boss. If you're playing a video game, that would be the final boss to get him to the point of where he's over. I, I would personally say it's Triple H, just because, they, you know, the history, you know, Triple H, technically, you know, he brought him into NXT. They could show those old clips of, you know, the, the – uh, the, the the um the pose <laughs> yeah you know the triple h pose uh, they, they could show all this old stuff so i think that one thing that i love about wrestling is that longevity storylines that we're gonna bring it back to five years ago when this happened so i, I really that. think that triple h would be the final boss for for anyone that's in nxt you know beating triple h kind of puts you at that level that's what put seth rollins there that's what put roman reigns there you know, yeah, beat your boss. They, <laughs> they haven't done it. If we're going to say that anybody is going to fight the power to be to, I think now I might change it, but I think Champa could get to that point of where, because Champa could be the ultimate underdog where he gets beat down by everyone. But I think a Champa Triple H would be something extraordinary. It would because be. Like, every storyline that they've put Champa in has been has been their best coming from NXT. I think he's just that guy that people will – he will demand eyes be on. Agreed. So, I mean, I might – I, but that's the thing, though. That's good <laughs> that we have more than one pick, though. That means that there's potential that there could be these people that could step up and break away from the mold. I mean, there's potential for a lot of people. There's potential for so many people. But, yeah, for me, it's bli- – um, for me, it's Murphy. M- Murphy's the man. I'm still a little bit salty that they broke up Blake and Murphy. So I guess maybe also I'm, I'm at that point of the salty. But I want to see. I want to see Murphy succeed. Look, I mean, everyone's got that person that they want, like, or people that they want to see. Like it's about time that look, they, they, they're so talented. It's about time that, and people appreciate that when they finally get their spot. I mean, you'll get the naysayers that'll be like, well, it's about time, but. A lot of people will be happy to be like, finally, this is what I've been waiting for. Exactly. Another person I'm really waiting for to make that uh, rise is uh, Dijakovic. If 
there's anyone that I could compare my style to, it's his. I've watched so much tape of his, studied his, uh, you know, his tape. So I can't wait to see Dajakovic win the big one. That's going to be one hell of a celebration. Mm-hmm. That'd be pretty cool because he he's unique and it's in his moveset as well as he is a bigger guy, but he can, he gets around not like a big guy. Exactly. Got the power. That's, that's why I kind of pride myself on as well. Awesome. Well, I mean, we want to thank you. And if there's anything you want to add, if you want to push your social media and uh, try to, uh, or your merch or anything like that, if you want to promote yourself for the end of the show. Yeah, no, I really appreciate that. You know, I appreciate you guys uh, messaging me and bringing me onto the show. Uh, Thank you again for giving me the opportunity to, you know, talk and, you know, uh, get my opinions out there and get my feelings out there. So, you know, first and foremost, it's you guys. You guys were able to, you know, get me on this show. So thank you. But, um, yes, definitely follow me on Twitter at Matt Vertigo. Um, follow me on Instagram, Matt underscore Vertigo underscore pro. Um, you can check out my uh, pro wrestling tea store. You know, just look at Matt Vertigo. You'll find my uh, information there. And then I also have a Teesprings, and that's uh, teesprings.com slash Vertigo Apparel where you will also get exclusive uh, Matt Vertigo merchandise there. That's not available anywhere else. Awesome. Now, we want to let you know that no one is ever a one-time, one-and-done on this show. That any, and Once you're on this show, you got <laughs> the open invitation to come back whenever. Yes, sure. I will definitely be back then, for sure. And we're going to talk about that Red Ranger that's behind your head and we might everyone have- wants to talk about the red <laughs> ranger <laughs> i want to know why it's not the green ranger oh uh, man okay so real real quick i'll tell you the story about how i got the helmet um there's this uh convention in uh philly every year around philly it's called uh too many games and okay. i go to, i was going to that every year really sad that you know too many games end up getting canceled this year you know, because of COVID, but you know, it was the right move, but either way, uh, it was the very last day of the convention. And I told myself that I wanted to get Power Ranger gear. So, you know, I found some pictures, I found some paintings. I found, I could, for the love of me, I walked around for three days. I I got a three day pass. I could not find any like memorable, like Power Rangers item. And then out of nowhere, my friend slaps the crap out of me in the back of the head. I turn around and he's like, dude, look. And I see, and I see this big ranger helmet. And I immediately went up to the guy and I was like, how much? Just take my money. <laughs> <laughs> I want this now. Here's and the, it was the only Give me this. It was the only helmet in the whole convention. So it, wait, is it it's wearable? Have, it's it's you can wear that one? Yeah, you can wear it. It's one hundred percent. A wearable helmet. Holy shit. It definitely ain't fitting Larry's head. No yeah, way. Oh, you can wear it. Dude, that's dope. That's incredible. <laughs> I'll put it on. Hold on. <laughs> I love I love childhood memorabilia. You're like, oh I gotta have that. Like if I could find like nunchucks and a ninja turtle thing. Oh my god, look at that. Dude, it actually fits perfect. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Go, go, Power Rangers. <laughs> I love this helmet, dude. <laughs> dude. That is awesome. 
Hell yeah, dude. I can't wait to get more. I've said it before on other podcasts, but my dream is to have like a whole wall of Power Ranger helmets and like it has like a um, shelf that sticks out and just has a the whole row of them. Are you going to get the full gear too, costuming and everything? I would get it 100%. I'm a nut. I would definitely get uh, full Power Rangers gear. I, you know what? I'm going to. I'm gonna start designing some power, some uh, white ranger gear. I'm gonna, I'm gonna design some white ranger gear or Dino Thunder gear. Yeah. Now, are you gonna put out merch with it? Because you got a customer right here. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'll definitely throw out some white ranger merch for sure. Matt Ranger. Dope. I like it. Mm-hmm. You heard it here, folks. The Drip Ranger. Oh, I'm writing this down. Hold on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Drip Ranger. Here we go. <laughs> So even might be like the Blue Ranger. It might just be drips instead of the. <laughs> it's gonna be like the Diamond Ranger. You've never I like seen it. that before. No, I like it. I like where your heads at. I can't wait to see this. I'm gonna need mm-hmm. to see some designs. I'm definitely gonna start working on it. <laughs> All right, Matt. We want to thank you again for being on. We uh, we enjoyed it. And again, like I said, this won't be the last time you're on this show. No, thank you guys. I'm really excited for the future. Uh, excited to continue talking with you guys, and I'm excited to be on your show again. So, like I said, Absolutely. thank you. R- right, appreciate cool. it. Um, Have a good night. You too. Have a wonderful night, guys. Thank you for watching. Make sure to follow these guys on Instagram. Uh, yeah, make sure to follow these guys on Twitter. Check out the show. Like, subscribe, share. Do it all, guys. You made good our plot. job easy. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Much love, y'all. Have a wonderful right. night. Brothers. You too. Take care, man. You're when you just see black and white in a world full of hate being light